It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Lockdown Wizards Podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. And today I want to talk about an article from Mark Stein saying that Bradley Bill feels like he wants to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Washington Wizards. And also a podcast from Bill Simmons saying that the Washington Wizards have the worst GM job. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Wizards Podcast. It's your host of Real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-O-O-F-L-A-T-T. Just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. We are nearing the NBA draft. It's getting closer and closer. I can't wait. A lot of excitement. And uh, we'll see what Tommy Shepard can do and work his, if he can work some magic in the draft or make a trade and make this roster better. We'll see. So I, I, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Um, so I did want to get to an article um, from Mark Stein, who is a NBA reporter, well-known NBA reporter. He says, um, Bradley Bill feels like he can be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Washington Wizards. And when when Bradley Bill is saying that, I, I understand, you know, he reportedly wants to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards. So I understand what Bradley Bill is trying to say, that he wants to be loyal to the Washington Wizards. So I'll, I'll quote the article here. So from Mark Stein, he says, quote, Bill is known for saying in essence that he wants to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards in terms of playing only for the franchise that drafted him, drafted him number three overall in 2012. There's also another part of the article that I'll read as well. Uh, Mark Stein, quote, I've heard a rumble or two in recent months from parties hopeful of luring Bradley Bill away from from Washington that Bill is known for saying, in essence, that he wants to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards in terms of playing only for the franchise that drafted him number three overall in 2012. Also, in an interview last week with Bleacher Report's Taylor Rooks, Bill stopped short of publicly promising to re-sign with Washington this summer, but did strongly hint at it when he said, if I feel, quote, if I feel like I can win in D.C., that's what I'm going to do, and I want people to respect that. Um, so 
for him to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards, and that's a really tough comparison there. Um, Dirk Nowitzki is a Hall of Famer by far. I mean, I think Bradley Bill, when it's all said and done, the trajectory of his career, I think Hall of Famer will see. Um, I know he's been a three-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA, 30 points a game, back-to-back years, 25, 5, and 5. He's done a lot of things um, that a lot of people have not been able to do average 30 points back-to-back years and also make an all-NBA team, which is legitimately hard to do. So Bradley Bill can definitely make a case for making the Hall of Fame for sure. But, you know, looking at Dirk Nowitzki and his career, he's made 12 all-NBAs. 12 all-NBAs about, let's see how many all-star games Dirk has made. Dirk has made about um 14 all-star games 14 of oh, let me look this up 14 all-star games he won an nba championship in 2011 and 12-time all nba player so in this this reminds me of bradley bill before the season he he has some lofty goals for himself in the opening presser at media day he said he wants to make all nba he wants to win an mvp he wants to make all defense he wants to win a championship he did say those things so those are lofty goals that of course you want to set out for yourself you do want to have high goals and set high standards for yourself so i respected bradley bill when he said that this report, if it is true or not, most likely it does have some validity to it. I do understand what Bradley Bill's trying to say, but um, Dirk Nowitzki also, if you did not know, he also took pay cuts. He took pay cuts. So these are the questions. Are Bradley Bill, if you're willing to say you're going to be a Dirk Nowitzki, and I, I'd respect it, I'm not going to pocket watch or anything like that, but I'd highly respect Bradley Bill if he decides to take the $250 million, the 35% of the salary cap for the Wizards, the quarter of a billion dollars from the Wizards and Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis that they're offering it to him. All power to him. He's had 10 years of service with the Wizards. He's been a stand-up guy on and off the court. Um, he's been a great player. So I respect his decision if he does that. Um, but I do want to read something about Dirk Nowitzki with the Dallas Mavericks. He took pay cuts. He signed back in 2014. He signed a three-year, $25 million deal with Dallas in the summer of 2014. He could have, this is the article, he could have ring chased and joined a contender. However, Dirk wants to stay loyal to Mark Cuban and the Mavs. So is if Bradley Bill says he wants to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Wizards, is he willing to take a pay cut? Is he willing to take less money to allow other free agents or other people to join the Wizards? You know, is he willing to do that? Is he going to make 10 plus all NBA teams? Is he going to make 10 plus all-star teams? Is he going to do that? Is he going to be a number one option on a championship championship team? Those are the questions for me. Um, can he lead a team past the first round? Can he lead a team past the play while being the best player on that roster? Dirk Nowitzki took a team with no all-stars on that roster. It was Karan Butler, Deshaun Stevenson, Jason Terry, Sean Marion, Brendan Haywood, Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, who was 37 years old at the time, Paige Stojakovic. Dirk Nowitzki made people around him better and elevated that team and beat a team with LeBron, Chris Bosh, and D-Wade. Even back in 2005, when they made it against the Heat and they lost, he elevated a team that was solid, but they weren't a bunch of juggernauts. They weren't a super team or anything like that. So those are the question marks for me. So Bradley Bill does make a statement like that, saying that he is the Dirk Nowitzki of the Washington Wizards. He has to check off some boxes. The boxes are, are is he going to take less money than taking that that uh, max deal, the quarter of a billion dollars? Is he going to make multiple all-star games and all NBA teams? Is he going to elevate a team past the first round and lead them to a playoff run? You know, is he going to be able to beat a Celtics team, a Bucks team, a Heat team, a Nets team? So to say that, that's adding a lot of lofty expectations, is adding a lot of loyalty, which he has been loyal for the most part. But, you know, the question mark, is he looking at the money, which Taylor Rooks asked him in that interview, is he looking at the money 
or is he looking to win? And he said he's looking to win, but the Wizards roster wise, you look around and it's not giving you the Wizards roster is just not going next year. In my opinion, I don't, it's going to be an uphill battle to be better than the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, the, the, oh, there's a, the, even the Raptors, the Sixers. There's just a, a couple of teams that just have higher talent and higher star level on that roster. So Bradley Bill, he's, he's put up some lofty expectations out there for him by making that statement. If it is hundred percent true, and um, he has to check off a couple boxes there. So that's very intriguing to me. So I do want to get to uh, Bill Simmons podcast and react to what he said about the Wizards having the worst GM job. I just feel like this episode just so sounds so down in the dumps, but I do want to get to that. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Price Fix. Price Fix. I use Price Fix all the time. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players in an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Fix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Price Fix offers any problem you can think of from point score to rebounds or even steals. You can take the over on Steph Curry's threes or take the under on uh, Jason Tatum's threes or Jalen Brown's threes or Marcus Smart's threes in the same entry and price picks doesn't just offer nba they have options on college basketball college football nfl mlb soccer mma and more for a limited time price picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users users get 50 dollars for free if a player in your first price picks entry scores a single point but you must use code nba that's right this is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans sign up today and use code nba 50 dollars for free if a player in your first price picks entry scores a single point also, just want to make uh, the ultimate mock tr- NBA mock draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The locked on NBA big board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate mock NBA mock draft and follow up. Follow now so you don't miss a pick. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, That is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. So I was listening listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, who formerly was on ESPN. And I do want to pull up some quotes here. I wrote down some quotes from the podcast. This one, I mean, Wizards fans, we know where we are as a roster. We we know where we are as a as a front office, and you know the things that we have, and it's it's just an uphill battle right now. I, I continuously say, continuously say that we are in basketball purgatory. We're just not a we're not a contender. We're not bad enough to get a top five pick. We keep getting pick ten. We keep getting pick nine. We keep getting pick fifteen. That's where we are as a franchise. So to get to provide some context, this is um, they did an exercise. They said 
you know, we're going to do an exercise on the worst GMs. Him and his guest. I want to look up who the guest was. It was Ryan Russillo, who also is an NBA reporter. They talked about, you know, their worst GM jobs. They made a list. So to, to provide some context, they listed the Lakers as a worst GM job. They listed the Kings as a worst GM job. Of course, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in the last decade and a half. Um, the Lakers right now, you know, they're in turmoil. You know, they don't know what to do with Russell Westbrook. They're, they may try to trade him. Um, they, he most likely will opt in $47 million. They just hired a new coach in Darvin Ham. They fired the coach, Frank Vogel, who just won the NBA championship not too long ago in 2020. LeBron is aging. Um, he's still really good, but, you know, Bill Simmons also said that he would trade LeBron if he could because, you know, how long, how much longer is LeBron going to be there? You have Anthony Davis, who's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. Um, is he going to stay healthy? He just shot a basketball. He's, Anthony Davis just came out the other day and said he hasn't even shot a basketball in a couple months. Um, he also said the Hawks. He said the Suns have a, a tough GM job GM job right now with DeAndre Aiden, the DeAndre Aiden situation. He said the Nets as well with Kyrie Irving and you know Kevin Durant. Um, he said the Sixers as well, if you pay James Harden. This is what Ryan Russillo said. So I'm going to – let me get to the Wizards here. This is what they said about the Wizards. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm, a quote, I'm quoting. I wrote down as much as I could. So this is the first statement that Bill Simmons said. He said – um, he question this. This is some of the questions that he asked. He said, I have to build the team around Chris Porzingis. So where I provide pushback against what Bill Simmons said on that, you're not building the, the team around Chris Porzingis. I get what he's saying, Bill and Porzingis, not just Porzingis alone, but you're really building the team around Bill and Porzingis. So that is a question mark, you know, a guy who has missed a lot of games, even though Chris has played really good in the last two months of the year, um, paying him 30 million and he, the injury concerns definitely is a question mark. Um, and he also wanted to say, is Kuzma a max guy? Kuzma played really well this past season. He had a great season. Um, he has a player option next year. I talked about that on the last episode. He played above expectations. He played above that $13 million contract. So do you want to pay Kuzma a max deal? Um, then he said, I'm not a free agent. The destination, talking to Washington, we've talked about that many times before. A lot of people don't want to come to D.C. Even Kevin Durant, who's from the area, decided not to come to Washington. Al Horford decided not to come to Washington. Even when we were somewhat of an attractive destination at our peak with John Wall and Bradley Bill. Only free agent we were able to get is Paul Pierce. So we're not a free agent destination. So that makes it an uphill battle. We're not like LA. We're not like Miami. We're not like Brooklyn. We don't attract free agents. We're for some for that reason, we have won a lot of games. Free agent, you know, free agency. Front office has you know questionable decisions here and there. Um, and then he went on to say, I'm in a conference with the Celtics, Bucks, Heat, and Nets and Raptors. All those teams, as I said, just have a better roster than the Washington Wizards. They just do. They just have better stars and all-star level talent all around um and then he also made a joke he said you get the job as a gm you go out for drinks you have some laughs and then he says since you got the job somebody asks you what are you going to do he says oh well we got the mid-level exception what do you do with this job he said we don't have cap space and the team stinks quoting um then he said they will have to he said they will have to pay bradley bill and the move is that you will have to trade him He's got the wrist injury. I don't know what his trade value is. If he's my best guy and he's not a two-way guy, how far are we going? First round and that's it, question mark. What is my destiny? I don't want to pay anyone $50 million a year who can't be the best guy on a championship. So he made some very valid points there. He made some very valid points. Do you want to pay Bradley Bill when he's not a two? He's more of an offensive guy. He's not a two-way player. He's not a lockdown defender. A la Jimmy Butler is a great two-way player. You see what he's done. You look at Guys like Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, they're number ones on their team. Giannis, Giannis is a number one on his team. He's won a championship. Look at LeBron James as well. 
So Bradley, but he's just not in that tier. Joel Embiid, he hasn't won a championship, but you know Joel Embiid is a number one on a championship contender in my opinion. So Bradley Bill, he's just a tier below those Mac, those uh, those super max guys in my opinion, or those superstar level guys. I think Bradley Bill is just a tier right below Joel Embiid, Giannis, KD, and those guys. I think he's just a t- Steph Curry. I think he's a tier just right below those guys. Um, he said he would not pay fifty million to somebody like a Bradley Bill. He he brought up Donovan Mitchell as well. He wouldn't pay Donovan Mitchell fifty million dollars a year as well. So he he made some points there, um, and he doesn't know what the trade value of Bradley Bill is. I don't know either. I feel like it has gone down. I think his best trade value probably was two years ago. Now, are you going to get a huge haul for Bradley Bill? I think you can get a good haul, but you're not going to get. I think what social media expects to get for Bradley Bill. I don't think you're going to get a huge haul for Bradley Bill like social media expects. I think his trade value has gone down, especially with the season that he had this past year where he shot his worst three-point percentage, highest turnover percentage, and he only averaged 23 points a game compared to 30 points per game that he averaged uh, two years prior, back-to-back years. Um, then also Ryan Russillo quote was quoted to say he's heard he just wants to stay. Bradley Bill just wants to stay and get to the $250 million and figure everything else out. Uh, Ryan Russillo also says the decision will come down to Bradley Bill said the decision will come down to winning. Um, but Ryan Russillo said that Bradley Bill should have said his, his con this contract and my next trade demand will all be about winning, uh, making a joke there, but being serious. He said that Bradley Bill should have said that this contract and uh, coming up and my next trade demand will be all about winning. So um, some tough points that they said there, but they, they said the honest truth. Uh, Tommy Shepard has an uphill battle here. I mean, he doesn't have – they're over the cap, and they don't have a lot of all-star talent. They don't have a, you know, a gluttony of all-stars, say, like the Nets have Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons, or how the Sixers have Joel Embiid and James Harden, or how the Bucks have Giannis and, and Middleton and Drew Holiday. Um, the Heat have Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or and their, their draft picks are playing above expectation. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, or you look at the Grizzlies, they have John Moran, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jalen, uh, Jaron Jackson, Jalen, ja- Jaron Jackson. Um, the Wizards just don't have that talent crop and they're already over the cap. They're a struggling middling team and they only really have the middle level, mid-level exception to really play with in free agency. So they don't have cap space at the moment. Um, and then also Ryan Rosillo said, you're going to pay Chris Esperzingas and Bradley Bill combined $75 million a year to be a nine C. That's just awful. So um, this, this is just a, it's just a rough, rough thing to look in the mirror and think about. It really is. And that's where the wizards are. They are, they are in basketball purgatory. They have some tough decisions to make. They are going to pay Bradley Bill, but the tough part is how are you going to build around him? Is he going to take a pay cut like a Dirk Nowitzki, as he said that he wants to be most likely not. And are you going to make a big trade and trade for somebody like a Malcolm Brogdon when your ceiling really is just a ninth or 10th playing seed? And that's what they're working with right now. Unless Chris Stapps has a great year and plays like he did in 2017, that all-star year, or Bradley Bill plays like he did, averaging 30 points, and we do find a good point guard to come in and play well. Kuzma steps up and play, plays well. So a lot of question marks there. It's a tough uphill battle for the Wizards. They, they've drafted okay, but not great. And they just don't, they're never bad enough to get or get lottery luck to get a top five pick to bring in the top end talent in. So the Wizards are just in a tough spot. It is a tough GM job for Tommy Shepard. He has, he's made it tough for himself too. He did come from a tough spot after Ernie Grunfield left. He's made some good trades and he's drafted okay. And he's made some rough signs that haven't worked out a la Spencer Dinwiddie and Davies Bertans. He had to put those fires out 
and he, he's tried his best. But it's a tough GM job. It really is. It's a tough GM job. And Ted Leonsis saying that he will never, ever tank makes it harder as well because they're not pushing the rebuild button when even if they do make some good roster moves, the East is just better. The East is getting better. And they still make they still might make upgrades on the roster and they could still be a playing team. That's just how deep the East is with the Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Hawks, Heat, um, Sixers. The Sixers will probably get better next year as well. So there's other teams. The Hornets are going to get better. They're a young ascending team. I already said the Hawks, the Raptors. There's just there's just a good amount of teams that are, are better roster wise than the Washington Wizards right now. Um, but I do want to answer one mailbag question, and then we'll wrap it up. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online with the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So one quick question here. Um, we're going to start off the mailbag episodes for the rest of the week. And we'll probably do a draft episode here sometime this week um, before the week wraps up. And then we get into most likely just strictly draft talk um, before the draft next week on Thursday. Um, this is a question from Andy Mann on YouTube. He says, what do you think our ceiling is with a top 10 point guard? And who would be your number one point guard for us to realistically pick up? Um, Andy Mann, that's a good question. I already said that our ceiling is a six seed if we get a good point guard. Um, I do like the option of getting Malcolm Brogdon, but do you have to give up the 10th pick to get him? Um, if he on doing that, because the Wizards, they need young talent. They need young guards. But, of course, with Bradley Bill, they're in win-now mode. So I think Malcolm Brogdon would be a good fit next to Bradley Bill. And I really do like – I, I'm starting to really like the idea if John Hall doesn't pot out. The reason why is because you could get him for the mid-level exception and you wouldn't have to give up picks. You wouldn't have to give up assets just to bring in a point guard. So you keep Kuz, you keep Rui, you keep Denny. You get to see those young guys grow if you know if they can fight for a starting spot or just get playing time in a rotation. You keep Kuz, who played really well, played above expectations last year. And John Wall's a pass. He's a pass-first point guard. He's a guy that's going to be able to get guys set up. Can he, you know, be strong at the point of attack defensively? Definitely has to improve in that. But he brings some athleticism and speed. Not this doesn't have that same 110, 100 mile an hour speed, but he's still very fast and quick. And he can still get downhill. He would create a lot of open shots for Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill said that John Wall made him better. And he would smack him in the Taylor Rooks interview. He said, talking about the Colin Coward um, take, saying that, Brad, that John Wall didn't make people better. Bradley Bill said that John Wall made him better. He taught him how to, you know, read double teams and pass out the pick and roll. That's why Bradley Bill was really good at the point guard position last year. I think John Wall would come in and help this team. And Porzingis, he would get the ball to Porzingis. A lot of pick and rolls, pick and pops, throwing lobs to Daniel Gafford. John Wall would put pressure on the rim, and the mid-range shot is still there with John. And I think he would be a solid – that's you cost-efficient option. Tyus Jones is an option but he's going to get more than mid-level exception. Do you want to trade picks, do a sign-in trade for just Tyus Jones? I like Tyus Jones, but is he really worth that? Do you want to trade for a Mike Conley? 
Ricky Rubio's a free agent, Patty Mills is a free agent, Dennis Schroeder's a free agent. Those teams are not as inspiring or they do they really move the needle there. Um, Colin Sexton, he's not really a point guard. He's a combo guard. He's a scoring guard. So where where he went through that you know situation last year, would he fit next to Bradley Bill? That's a question mark once again uh, for me. D'Angelo Russell, there's no interest. Kyrie Irving intrigues me a lot. I know that's a wild card and I know it's risky, but if he does not want to be in Brooklyn, I think you just have to raise the talent level for Wizards. You really do. And Kyrie Irving is a future Hall of Famer. This guy can, he's a 50 40 90 guy, can shoot the lights out of the gym. He can pass, he can facilitate, he can get a shot whenever, whenever he feels like it. And if you really are trying to compete and win now, you got to take big swings. And I think Kyrie Irving would definitely fit next to Bradley Bill. There would be two guards that can shoot. Bradley Bill is a good shooter from the three-point line for his career. I think Kyrie Irving really would raise the talent bar, and he would make the Wizards competitive. They still would be in like a sixth seed because you see how Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were able to even get past the first round. So Kyrie and Brad, they're not going to get past the first round, but they, they would make the playoffs. They would for sure make the playoffs. And I don't know if you have to include Przingis in a trade for Kyrie. I don't see why the Nets would want him, but maybe a three-team trade or something like that. But Kyrie and Brad, Brad Bill would be very intriguing to me. Um, Kyrie Irving in a full season, can he stay healthy? And if there are events going on off the court, where is he going to be? There were times where he was AWOL, where the GM didn't know where he was, the coach didn't know where he was, the whole um, getting the virus um, vaccine, all that has to be accounted for. But to answer your question, I think a six seed, and it would have to be like a Brogdon or, like I said, it's a big swing for Kyrie Irving. I, I really, I would love to see Kyrie in D.C. I, I'm in the minority here, and they have to draft well as well. Um, but all right, you guys, I just want to thank you guys for listening um, and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of NBA Big Board Newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and, of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.